podcast episode 19 it's been a little while we're back we're better we out here what's good y'all what's up a lot of talk about today got a, what up got a lot of basketball boy, a lot of basketball basketball hockey surprisingly we got a little bit to talk about that as well some experiences some things going on with that what's good y'all yo gay what's up with you over there I'm chilling, man. I'm actually uh, trying to download watching. his porn. Focus <laughs> 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 uh, oh, yeah, on one stream, and this this stream yeah. right now, bro. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yo, so Julian, NFL, your boy NFL. Tebow got signed. What the hell? What, what happened? My man? boy, he was done for. Tebow, my boy Tebow, boy Tebow. Uh, what? So it's official now. He got signed. So like, what do you, what do you, uh, how, how are you feeling right now? Are you feeling better than you felt when they drafted Trevor Lawrence? Dude, man, I don't know, dude. I Yo, look, I'm hearing, I'm hearing so many like. It's your huh? franchise player right here. He's yeah, bringing after the Super Bowl. He's bringing yeah. you guys. That is your savior. Just is just upset because uh, the Jets no longer have him. What? The Jets, man. You're near Jets. I'm definitely not a Jets fan. I don't know where you got that from, but okay. <laughs> okay. New York, man. New York. But, yo, you, you guys thought you found your uh, quarterback in Trevor Lawrence, but I think you found your quarterback in Tim Tebow. So This guy. Congratulations. Congrats. Listen, yeah. that's, that's the trick, right? And this is what's going to happen, right? You'll start the first game. You see how uh, Miami did it with Fitzmagic and Tua <laughs> taking magic. turns? That's going to be your boy, Tebow and Tebow Trevor Lawrence. coming in uh, Tebow time at like the fourth that's, quarter with three that's minutes That's the real reason they brought in. I guarantee if anything happens to Trevor Lawrence, who's your backup? You're going to throw Minchu. in Tebow. You got Minshew. We got fucking characters there, dude. I'll tell you what. We should be on hard knocks. Bro, it, you got if it. we didn't have a first-year head coach, we would definitely be on hard knocks. Because what is this? Should... Uh, you guys, what are you, like NFL Streets team out here? You just pick yeah. it up. <laughs> Man, I don't know. NFL I don't know. I don't know how I feel about this. I've been bouncing back and forth because a part of me is like, I mean, who fucking cares? It's 90 people on a roster. Like, let's see if he makes it. But then another part of me is like, well, I mean, you still could go out. Like, there's somebody else that could get it. But then it's just like, let's be real, like, the 90th worst player on the team is like a bum anyways. And I was telling Gabe and Destin this last week. And it's just like, I don't know, man. I mean, I guess we'll see. I mean, there's nothing to do about it. He's in the fucking, I saw all the video of him walking to practice. He got number 85. I, oh. I saw too the past uh, 48 hours or 20, 24 hours. He's already the, uh, the, the top five um, most selling items on NFL shop are all Tebow. All Tebow related. The top five selling items on NFL shop right now. From the past right, my, question, my question for you, right? When the season starts, whose jersey you're buying first? Lawrence or Tebow? A, I'm not buying a fucking Tebow jersey. He's 85 <laughs> now. 85 because Gardner Minshew has 15. So I wonder if he stays 85 check, or check what? This check this here, right? You, you guys are All hearing right. this guarantee. You guys are hearing this live. If the Jacksonville Jaguars win the Super Bowl, I will buy Julian. Tim Tebow. <laughs> I will buy you the jersey, bro. Sign Tim Tebow. I don't know about sign because you're not gonna find me nowhere near Jacksonville, Florida. But what this uh <laughs> this year or just in general? No, like this year. This if year. If they no. win this year, all time. It's a forever. I will bet. buy you. I will buy you a Tim Tebow jersey. How about the if they win within the next? 
three years, you buy me a Tim Tebow jersey. Listen, we can't guarantee he's going to be on the team for the next three years. So no, let's just see just... how this year goes. Let's see how this year goes. But my thing, too, is, like, he's going to be kind of a small tight end. He's 6'2 and around, I'm guessing, 240. Like, it's kind of short for a tight end. Tight ends are normally, like, 6'4 or taller. And they're usually about, I guess, 240 is not crazy. But usually, like, 250, 240. But you, you can move. The thing is... They keep on putting that one play that Tebow ran as a tight end with the New York Jet, New York Giants. No, Jets, my bad. Um, where he like did it out. He like went out and did a post. Uh, and then Mark Sanchez, the Sanchez, threw it to him and it bounced off his fucking helmet. And they keep on showing that. But I'm like, man, I mean, y'all wrong for that. Like, let's be real. <laughs> like, you can't, you can't. Like I'm sure he's worked on it, but I mean, like we said, we'll see. I I think As he, he I think been, he kind of playing baseball the last last couple years. Has bro, he been working? The one thing you can't take away from him, he is a hard ass worker. He went from single A all the way to triple A after not touching a bat since like high school. Like I truly believe that. And he, you know, uh, aside all the you know Tebow jokes and everything, you know, I do respect his work ethic. You know, his motivation. You know, his people skills, you know, he's a true believer and he might make that team a believing I, team. I really like yeah, the difference. Like I can like I understand the point where it's like, oh, who the fuck's going to like listen to a third string tight end? But I mean. He he is a very powerful like dude and a very like outspoken guy. And the one thing like everybody always says, it's nothing against Tebow because everybody says Tebow is like one of the nicest people you'll ever meet on this planet. Like everybody has kind words to say about him. It's nothing against him. It's just the circus that he brings, like the like the media attention and then just like these crazy fans and just everything else. And like a lot of people are saying like he shouldn't deserve the shot or whatever. But it's like, you know what? He got the opportunity you can't change like things are just how it is that's how the world works your network is your net worth it's just like you know he got the shot now let's see what he does man let's see what he does he's officially I, I, signed. I agree with that you know a lot a lot of people are saying you know this spot can go to someone more deserving you know someone that's been working hard but i feel like you know one national college champion two he's made the nfl already so he's yeah. kind of already proved himself you know even though he didn't really last long but he proved himself by making it to the NFL, yeah. becoming the starting quarterback. And three, like you said, man, honestly, it really is about who you know, or actually, more important, who knows you, right? So, yeah. you know, he networked with some people. Yeah, everyone knows him. And, hey, man, let's see what he can do, right? We get all yeah. the Tebow jokes. I'm just – I'm actually curious to see what he can yeah. do out there. You know, and I just – I just. I was going to say, I think real quick, I think he has a chance because, one, we literally don't have a tight end on our roster. So like he has a legit unless we do something to get Zach Ertz from Philly because they there's rumors about him getting cut and like unless we get Zach Ertz from Philly, Tebow has a legitimate shot. Like there's nobody and tight ends are one of the, the hardest things to come by. Think about it. there's probably only four or five tight ends. What Kelsey Kittle Waller, uh, uh Gronk. It, not even really Gronk, but like there's not a lot of tight ends out there. So there's a lot of like. I don't know. He has a shot. I think he actually, if he actually plays well and he's healthy and he, he's worked out and he's stayed in shape, like he might do some shit. But uh, what were you saying, Gabe? 
I was gonna say what that's like um like what are you expecting out of him? Like I don't expect that much, especially because you like you said, tight ends might be hard to come by, but like he's learning a new position that he's never done before. So like, you know, yeah, there's been a lot of guys who maybe they played basketball and then like their last year of college they went to tight end or something. Or, you know, like Julian Edelman was a quarterback and then all of a sudden they put him at wide receiver or something. You know, but at least he had that time in college to develop. This guy's been out of the game for a while. And now he's going to come back in learning a new position. So if you're expecting him to be your number one top tight end, top three quarter, like tight end, I think that's pretty ridiculous. But if you expect him to come in in spots and do a couple trick plays or, you know, you know, not be a number one guy on your team, then I think that's probably more realistic than trying to expect him to be your top receiver. He's going to be, you know, hot hands, 100 you know, receptions in a year. I think that's no. a little bit more ridiculous. You know what I mean? No, yeah. I mean, honestly, the way our team's set up, I don't think we're going to have a number one tight end because we have two blocking tight ends that can't catch for shit. They're purely just an extension of the offensive line. They're just blocking tight ends. Then we have one receiving tight end, and then you have Tebow. And realistically, I, I don't see Tebow blocking. There's no way in hell you're blocking him. You're putting him out to block. Like, we have a, we have blocking tight ends. He's going to be... Everybody's talking about, like, oh, Tebow can't block. Wait till he goes up against J.J. Watt in week two against Arizona he's not blocking dude I don't know what like honestly ESPN ESPN pisses me off sometimes because they just make that you you can tell that they're clearly making ridiculous takes just to like get attention and it's like you don't know shit about the team like you, you you don't like you really don't you're just talking out of your ass like no shit Tebow's not gonna you telling me you, you kidding me of course he's not gonna fucking block just run a two. If you want Tebow out there and you want to have another tight end, you bring in a, a two tight end set, have somebody else block, and Tebow goes on. There's no way in hell he's blocking. So, like, this idea that he's going to, oh, he can't block. Well, no shit, Sherlock. He can't block, and he's not going to. Like, I see him, like I said, maybe some out routes, maybe some wildcat, goal line packages, if he does make the team. I don't think he makes the team and goes to the practice squad or makes the team and just sits on the bench. He's going to have, he's going to do something. Like uh, I, I think I think if he if he makes a team, he's going to do something. It's going to be like some some little gadget plays. But yeah, we shall see going forward. That was just what happened uh, in the NFL recent news. He just got signed. But I want to talk about hockey real quick because hockey playoffs is going on right now. Um, last time we were together was Sunday night. Uh, we were in Sunrise, Florida. If y'all checked us on IG or whatever. Oh, okay. Gabe, uh, did you did you say something about hockey? You said hockey. Yeah, because I've been waiting. It's my time to shine right here. <laughs> wow! Oh, we got a Panthers fan in the house. Yeah. I thought, <laughs> yeah, guys, like, so y'all know, so y'all know. I thought you're a Rangers boy, fan. <laughs> your boy went to his first hockey game the other day. We were talking about it on the, mm-hmm. you know, the last podcast. We we're saying they, they, you know, driving me crazy, try to get me out to this game. They convinced me, right? You know, try something new, see how it is. All I got to say is that was definitely something exciting. It was a playoff game going against defending champs, Lightning. Too bad they didn't win, but oh, Panthers. <laughs> so you no longer a Rangers fan? You, you dropped the Rangers? Listen, man. You see this right here? Fear no one. Fear no one. <laughs> Fear no one. <laughs> Yo, just embrace it. Don't try to be a Rangers fan. Just be a Panthers fan, dude. Just Listen, <laughs> First hockey one. game I ever go to, you know, I live in Miami here. I think it's only right. Yeah. I'm an adopted Panthers fan. All right, cool. As long as, long as you don't root for the Rangers. It's like, yeah. Or the Listen, Islanders. 
I'm only gonna root for them when they start winning. So you know, you catch me in the next year. But if they go against each other, who are you rooting for? That's gonna be a tough one. Experiences or where I'm from. Well, that doesn't apply to any other sport you follow. That doesn't apply to any other sport you follow. Well, uh, it was was definitely dope, man. And they won last night. So the series right now is what? 2-1? Guaranteed another home game. Yeah. So tomorrow tomorrow night, they're going to play. They're playing against Tampa, obviously, at Tampa. They're playing two, you know, they just played two uh, in Sunrise. We went to the Sunday game. I'm sorry, the Tuesday game. Um, And they're going to play tomorrow, Saturday night. In Tampa, uh, coming off a big win, I think they they won six five in overtime. Yeah, uh, it was that game was that game was crazy, dude. So I don't know if you saw the game or watched any of the highlights I or anything. Not, that was definitely a must one game for them. Yeah, they it, they were up they were up two zero, I believe. Then Tampa came back. Uh, it was two two. Then Tampa scored again, and then it was the yes. Tampa was up three two. Then Florida scored three three. Then Tampa scored two and went up five three and then like the final period with like five minutes left panthers scored two to tie it to go to overtime and they can steal one more game at home just like how tampa here and then bring it home if that win you put yourself in a position to win the series three two you know whether you don't win that you know game six or not you know, it still gives you the momentum going into game seven. You know what I mean? At least they Definitely proved that they, I was going to say too, at least they proved that they can win at a, at a, they can win away. So if they can come in tomorrow and win, I mean, they both clean sweep their away games. Like that'd be awesome. Yeah, and, uh, listen, then, honestly, and then we're resetting. Then we're resetting. And then Panthers listen, still have home, home ice advantage. Look at what they just did, right? They won OT on the road down 2-0 against the defending champs. That's not easy. Yeah. To stay alive? Yeah, down five, down back five, at home. Three, yeah, down five, three, like in the third period with like five minutes left to come back. Like, that's wild. That's ridiculous. That's and ridiculous. if you saw the last play, if you saw that last play with how they scored, it was, uh, it was a face-off, I think, on their side. And uh, the puck Yo, came out. Yeah. And, that was sturdy, dude. Gudis lobbed it up. So Gudis lobbed it up towards the middle. Kind of like a soccer, like a cross sometimes. You know, when they pass it to somebody ahead of them? No. Um, lobbed it up in front. Lob, yeah. Yeah, lotted up to, I think, Vetrano. Vetrano, it was Vetrano and Lomberg. They were going uh, head-to-head, two-on-two. And he, he just he kind of dove. He was kind of out of his grasp. He kind of dove, pushed it forward, and Lomberg was able. He was just sprinting, bro. You saw this guy, Lomberg, he was just sprinting as fast as he could, got past his defender, fucking scored. Uh, one, one-on-one with easy. the goalie. Yeah, one-on-one with the goalie, which is what you want. You never want a that defender shit, and the goalie in front of you. I thought when I saw that, I was like, that shit, it just looked like soccer. It looked yeah. exactly like soccer, like the way he just chip. That's the word I can't think of it. He chip shots yeah. it over his head, and then the other guy zooms past him and he grabs it, and then he comes up and has one on one with the goalie and just scores to win the game. And that shit was awesome. That looked like some messy shit. Yeah. Like it was awesome. And it's fun to see them come back because a lot of times they they don't have a problem scoring. I don't think the Panthers have a problem scoring. The problem is they they play defense like lazily. They they they've had in the mm-hmm. past where they come back late in games like that, but they always give up. Uh, they always give up goals early as fuck. Like in the first you know five minutes, six minutes, they give up goals. And it's like damn. It's like why can't you just defend hard so you don't have to you know you're not trying to do these crazy comes back where you have to score two points in the last one and then score in overtime. Like uh, they can't hold you know leads. I mean? They can't hold leads. Yeah. 
But they, yeah, they but, can come back from them, but it's just like they can't, you know what I mean? They, they don't. They yeah, don't and again, like, what's the probability of that? You know, it's pretty tough, obviously, the sport itself. Yeah. Like, you don't want to go down two, three, you know, points, and then, uh, all right, now you got to put it all in, you know, chuck up random shots, you know, you get You're asking a lot. unorganized, You're asking, yeah. you know what I mean? The, the pressure kicks in, you're looking at the time, like, play yeah. some good defense, man. Yeah, it was it was awesome. It, uh, like going to that game though was pretty cool. That was actually the first NHL playoff game. I went to a regular season game, but the oh. energy for a playoff game is just so much it's different. Yeah. It's so much different. It was one of to me. It was one of the best like sports experiences I've had. It's it's up there. Like like right up there when I went to Game Six with the Orlando Magic versus the Cleveland Cavaliers back in '09 when they had Dwight Howard and the boys and LeBron was his first stint with uh, Cleveland. Like that's up there for me. Like. Like that, that was just a really good, that was a really cool atmosphere. And just like yeah, those yeah, towels JoJo had and yeah. like everybody waves it. Like when we score, like it, it was pretty dope. It was dope. Right. I would say last time I went to a hockey game, it was like the previous year before. And I, I could say I, the, 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 it was like a mixed back. I think we were playing the, the Maple Leaves uh, one game. And, and it seemed like the, maybe the crowd was like, 60 40 or whatever but it's here there were tampa bay fans but they were way way less i would say like 90 10 percent you know I mean 90 to 10 percent mm. uh 90 percent uh panther fans maybe 10 percent uh tampa bay fans that's and, you know, south were, florida it, it for you up. man yeah that's south florida for people who don't know like here in south florida people don't show up unless it's meaningful games unless you're good if you're good and you're gonna make the playoffs people show up it's yeah. not like New York or Boston or Chicago or Green Bay. It's not like one of those where like every single day it's like fucking sold out. No, yeah. like South Florida, except for the Heat. The Heat always never have a hard time selling. But every other sport, even the Dolphins, all these other, if you're not winning, like people just don't show up. They're <laughs> yeah. not going. They're no. not going. Lucky enough, if people even show up in the first quarter for those Heat games, by the way, you guys, they get really? their- are they that empty? We're talking oh, about honestly, man. Yo, everyone runs on Miami time. You, no one gets to the games on time. <laughs> It'll be the end of the second quarter. That's when you start seeing the seats filled up. That's what that Panthers yeah. game. The most it was filled was probably at national anthem. National anthem. It was it, like the first like five minutes of the game. It was the most packed because everybody was just kind of there waiting for it to start. And then yeah. after that, it just started getting like. Yeah, the game was a sellout under under, uh, COVID guidelines, under the the new attendance. Yeah, I guess my guess is like 50%, I guess, what it looked like. I think it was around 50%. We were talking about, yeah. Yeah, I think it was like 10,000. 50% seems so much much more than, uh, it sounds less than what it actually is. Like when you hear 50%, I expect a lot less, like, uh, I expect it to be more open, but like, I guess when you think about it, it's like, well, it's like every other seat. And yeah, it, yeah, 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 exactly. So it still feels so it, pretty bad. Yeah, it was about ten thousand, and like I said, the crowd was very exciting. Like that was probably my first playoff game since like me going back to the old school Marlins games when they were at a, a, a pro player or Joe Robbie is what I like to call it because that's when when I went there to the playoffs. It was still called Joe Robbie. Sun um, Life. Yeah, Sun. Not Sun Life. It was Joe Robbie to me. That's your old school you or Hard Rock. Yeah. But I, I've never been to a Heat playoff game. You know, I always watch it on TV. Or I've never been to a Panthers. Those Heat games are so yeah. expensive, dude. Those things are so expensive. So it was super exciting, super fun. I'm going to be watching them. Um, hopefully, you know, after these playoffs, uh, we get a chance to go again uh, under better circumstances. But, I mean, we're going to watch them tomorrow. Hope they do well. 
I did a lot of yelling, bro. My my throat was, <laughs> I was screaming, bro. I was like, what is this pass? I was like, look at that foul. Oh, it was crazy. Um, yo, bro, honestly, fun. Let's, let's see, you know, not to talk premature, but yo, if they make a run for that for that Stanley Cup, we got to try to get tickets yeah, to that might, game. I'm like, no, yeah, dead ass. If they, if they make a run, I'm, I'm if, maybe even Eastern Conference Finals, I might try to, I might try to go. Again. That'll be dope. That'll be dope. Well, yeah, that'll be really dope. Y'all open the gates for me. Y'all open the gates for me. So I'm definitely yeah. down uh, to go to another game. It's intense, dude. It's intense because it's not like constant scoring like other sports. Well, except yeah. for soccer. It's like you need these goals and it's like you don't get one. It's like, fuck. It's like so meaningful versus yeah. like, you know, basketball, you go on runs. Baseball, you go on runs. Uh, yeah. Football, you kind of go on runs. Soccer is the only thing that kind of really compares. Jojo, I was going to say, what did you think about it? Cause I told you it's like a little bit, it's faster than hockey. It's fast, excuse me. Hockey's faster than basketball because, you know, basketball, they call timeout and then they make some substitution. But in hockey, you know, they do that shit on the fly. So, like, what did you think about, like, the speed of the game and, like, what you're watching? Because I know you didn't know, like, all about terms and, you know, you're not a super huge hockey fan, but, like, what did you think about the game overall, like, the speed of it or, or maybe the talent uh, of, like, some of the players that you that you saw? Um, I would say it was definitely entertaining. Obviously, I didn't understand the rules. I was here asking Dustin, like, yeah. you know, offsides and everything like that. I don't really yeah. know the positions, yeah. but obviously I'm open up to learning. Overall, like, the sport itself, I'm a sports fan, you know what I mean? And it, it was dope. It was exciting. It was intense. That thing was brutal. Guys taking hits left and right. Uh, the crowd was into it. You know, yelling yeah, at the like ref. Yeah, like he gets railed and everybody's just like, oh. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Of course, you're, you're especially when you're a home team, you're always going to feel like the other team is wrong. You're going to see a little hit. Yeah. You're going to boo that player. You're going to yell at him. You're going you're gonna to see a trip. You're going to see. And then when you see your player do it, you're like, yo, good play. I tell you what, like I was listening to uh, Pat McAfee and they're talking about hockey because they want to start bringing more awareness to hockey, even though they're mostly a football show. They want to bring and they're like, and it's so true because like the NFL, not the NFL, NHL commissioner and NHL like organization as a whole, they suck at marketing their sport. Nice. Their sport is incredible. It has all the sports almost combined into one. Yeah. It has like soccer with the goal scoring, it has football with the tackling and just the physicality of it. It has basketball with the up and down, like constant pace. It it has these guys are super athletes. They're from all over the world. They have amazing stories, like guys having to escape from Russia and like wherever other country Croatia, other countries they come from. And it's just like there's so many storylines. There's so the game itself is so entertaining. And it's like, they suck at marketing it. They just suck at it. Like, that NHL should be so much bigger. And it's just, it's not. It's not. Like, it It blows my mind. Like, yeah. to me, the only, the only, I, yeah. I think it's, personally, I mean, this is just my opinion. I find it more entertaining than basketball. But basketball has done a great job at branding and marketing itself. Granted, their ratings are some of the lowest it's been in years, in a long time. Like, basketball ratings have kind of tanked a lot. But their online presence has actually increased, which is kind of weird. You think it would correlate, but it it doesn't. Um, yeah. But yeah, well, my opinion. Um, I was thinking about this and why it's also not as popular. Right, it is a great sport. You know, when you're exposed to it, and you know the marketing and everything that that plays into it. But what I feel like also with the fans, you know, obviously it's a very select fan base, and you know, basketball, football, baseball is more popular. Because the fan base can relate, you know, majority of people growing up has either tried these sports, played on these teams or anything. But honestly, how many people, you know, personally has played 
the sport of hockey, you know. So, you know, they have a very late fan base, you know, like me, like, you know, the only way for me to really enjoy it was to go to a live game and actually experience it. I've never played hockey. I don't know anyone that plays hockey or has ever competed. You know, we grew up going to our friends' basketball games. We've played basketball tournaments. We go to our cousins' baseball games, soccer, you know, football. But you don't go in anybody's hockey games. You know, that's not just like, oh, you know, it's not a common thing to play. I mean, that's why I feel like the popularity uh, isn't really set. But if they keep the marketing and I don't know how easily accessible it is to actually play growing up. You know, it might be a very expensive sport, you know, getting the blades, the practices. You have to have access to a hockey rink. Well, here, um, here, here, here's my idea of it. And like, here's my like opposition to that is that I think, yes, you're losing that element. Maybe not as many people play it, but it is a very international game. So you have people from multiple different countries with millions of population that watch and love hockey. Uh, and then secondly, um, I mean, we can look at other sports. I mean, how many people do MMA? Very few people. A lot of people are scared to get hit, uh, but people, and same thing with boxing. I mean, yeah, you might know some people, it's very rare to come across somebody who, who boxes or does MMA, but we love the physicality of it. And then uh, that's another sport that, uh, hockey kind of has is like you there's moments where mandatory you have to go out there and fist fight somebody yeah i'll wait for that like (laughs) it's like i don't know if you guys saw i forgot what game it was i think it was the capitals and another one uh it was an accident play and they got into a scuffle and now like they kind of had they were forced to fight each other even though they didn't really want to and everybody kind of knew it was an accident but they're kind of like uh you have to fight yeah and but but anyways back to the thing though i think you got to look at hockey has to look at themselves as more as an entertainment thing. Cause even like a WWE, I mean, look at the success of WWE and how many people watch that every single day. And like for every single week for decades now, I mean, except ever since, except for COVID era, like there hasn't been a time where they missed a show. And I think yeah. they need to embrace the entertainment that their sport offers. And I think, yeah. yeah, you're missing out on the idea that maybe people didn't play it. But I mean, there's tons of people that cover sports that never even played the sport. So I yeah, I, yeah I, no, no, I agree. But I again, like my point was just like the exposure of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you're not exposed to it. I, so see, then I see what you when, mean. When, yeah, when would you end up becoming a fan? Like, but that's the problem. Yeah, exactly. That's the problem. So they I'm, need to do a better job of of marketing yeah. their 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 sport because it's a great sport. It's like they really yeah. should market. I agree. I agree. I, I, the the reason I got exposed to hockey was like, you know, when I was a little kid, I was, you know, very into baseball. That's all I really play. I've been playing baseball since I was like four or five years old. And um, the Panthers actually went to a playoff games. And uh, I had one of the guys, one of the kids on my team, his dad had season tickets. And he took me to a game. And, you know, not that I knew hockey or anything. Um, uh, like, I didn't know the rules. Or just like just like you, Jojo. I was like a little fucking like eight-year-old kid or whatever. I didn't know the rules or anything. Um, but... Uh, but it was like super fun. Like it was very exciting. Like this woman had the rat because I guess there was a story of where like one of the players when they when they won the wild card or something, he killed a rat with his hockey stick or something. And oh, by that, the way, we, we, got, the, we missed yeah. the rat toss because of yeah, yeah, left early. Yeah. I forgot yeah, about yeah, that. But they, missed... they lost the game, so it's like uh, that's not uh, as entertaining yet. <laughs> no, nobody. Yeah, nobody's. Uh, it's better when you win. Um, but so like when I was at the game as a little kid, like that was exciting. It's like, oh, what are they doing? They're just throwing stuff on a, on the thing. I'm like, oh my god, this is like crazy. Like, why would they do that? So it was super fun for me. But I got exposed to them because they got, they, you know, they were in the playoffs and as a young kid, 
uh, I guess that that built that kind of excitement. And really, just it, we could talk about this in general. Like me, in it, uh, as far as you know, I was very into baseball as a young kid, a Yan- young Yankees fan. That's why I kind of still kind of root for them. Um, but that's because when I was playing baseball, the Yankees were were winning at the time, like uh, around that time, like ninety four, ninety five, whatever. Um, and so I, I saw them as like the top tier of like these are the best players because they're you know they're gonna win that championship. And same thing with basketball. Like I got into the Heat later in high school is when I actually started watching and caring is because they were in the playoffs and they, you know they actually had a chance to win. So many times I saw the Heat where they were just playing and they never had a chance to win, but like when they were doing playoffs. It was very exciting for me. So, like, I, we can just talk about that in general. I mean, we're talking about hockey, uh, what we, we jumped off on. Um, but to me personally, I always got exposed to sports or I started caring about it besides baseball. I started caring about it when um, it was exciting for, like, my home team. They were, like, they were in the playoffs, the Panthers in the playoffs, the Heat in the playoffs. This is exciting basketball. So I, I don't know how that uh, goes over to you guys, JoJo. I don't know how, how like, it was for sports with you, uh, like, picking your sports team because I know uh, – you know, you also play basketball, watch basketball and baseball and stuff. Um, so, like, how was it for you getting exposed to different sports? Oh, well, I mean, overall, growing up in New York, you know, that's a major sports city, right? So, you know, everyone you know around you is competing, you know, in life and, you know, on the court, on the field, off the field. So that's just the atmosphere, uh, but naturally. But... I give credit to my older brother because he's the one that kind of exposed me. You know, I see what he would do. He'll play basketball, you know, this and that. And I always wanted to do it as well. And then, you know, I caught up with my, like, my natural, you know, competitive side came out of me. And, you know, and that's I grew up playing basketball, baseball. I've wrestled. I ran track. I, you know, played handball in New York. I, I've done it all, man. So, like, I feel like it's obviously part of, you know, where I grew up. And, you know, just the environment there, the willingness to compete and win. And that's what you're exposed to in the media, man. They blast the Yankees in your face. That's the first thing you you hear and see about. Obviously, you know, they have a winning reputation. You know, the Giants, even though I'm not a Giants fan, you know, in recent years, they have two championships. We all know the history with the Knicks out there. You know, like it's it's crazy. Like you already know, New York's a major sports city, so you can't avoid it, man. You can't avoid it. And everyone out there, you know, they love to play any sport. Jalen, how did you uh, fall in love with the Jags or whatever other <laughs> team? Uh, well, where I grew up, football is a lifestyle. It just it just is. Like you you when you go to North Florida, it's a breeding ground of talent. Just like footballers in general and i remember talking to jojo about this how weird it is because you say up in new york city like you guys don't have football teams right it just oh like, there are in certain parts uh, like a certain, lot of schools don't and because like, you don't have the space school. right yeah, yeah so like if you're in a more like urban area and you have the space for like a football field those are the schools that have it um any school in manhattan really doesn't have it but queens you know the bronx any of the borough but manhattan like they yeah. pretty much have um, like did your high school have football it did actually, and yeah, they weren't too good. You know that it's up and down, uh, but it was still like one of the most popular, you know, sports in the school. Obviously, like football, uh, everybody yeah. wants to be on the football team. But it is um, weird. But yeah, though, we, how, we have a football team. But I remember you telling me it's like, but basketball was just taken more serious, and you could kind of like see that too, like just out of the prospects that come out. Like you always hear people, basketball players coming out of New York or somewhere in the Northeast, Philly or Boston, or whatever. But like. For uh, like in Florida 
and in Texas too, it's the same thing over there. Like football is just a lifestyle. Like it's it's church in the morning, and then right after that, it's football. Like it's just what it is. And then also too, like it's kind of weird because I'm such a minority where it uh I come from where like I'm not a huge college football fan, but like where I grew, college football is probably bigger than the Jags. Like I think people will take the Gators over the Jaguars. It's just like Gator Nation is is real up there. Like I mean, every single kid I knew growing up had a Gators jersey. Every single kid, it was either Gators or Knowles. Like it was it was one of those two, but primarily Gators. Um, with the sprinkle of Knowles here and there, and a sprinkle of Georgia fans, but mostly Gators. Gators is the overwhelming thing, and like everybody's a Gators fan or a Knowles fan. You're like high schools are split. Like kids would have arguments about who was better, Gators or Knowles. And then, but as a whole, where we all came together was for the Jags. So it was like, cause they're just who we, and we kind of struggle a little yeah. bit cause we, we've been so bad for so long. So like, yeah, I just being where I grew up football is just, it's a lifestyle. I mean, some of the top recruits yeah. every single year is just, I mean, I'm sure Gabe can even attest to it. Like being here in South Florida, it's kind of the same idea. It just breeds talent. So you're just kind of yeah, around yeah. it all the time. Same thing. Like, you know, I, I, I don't have any family members that went to you. I know some friends now that they've graduated. Um, but I, I don't know anybody with the UM, but a, a, everything is very, you know, software centric. So um, my family, whenever, you know, holidays, Thanksgiving, Christmas, we're always watching UM or we're always watching Dolphin games or, you know, uh, you know, when Christmas comes, we're watching the Christmas games on NBA because usually the Miami Heat were playing sometimes when and it was like Dwayne Wade and Kobe. Um, so like it's very, like you said, it's very like in our, even in our, our family, everything's Miami, um, uh, especially with like the college teams. Like that's yeah. my call the college team just because. Um, I always want to root for the, you know, the home team, even though I never went to the school. I would have loved gone to the UM or had, you know, the money for it. But, uh, um, but yeah, like, like you said, like that, it kind of just ingrained from when we were young, like um, uh, they kind of built that culture. And even, even I would say now, even for all the sports, like I do like basketball. I like heat basketball and I'll, I'll watch, um, I'll watch basketball, but I'm not like a super fanatic where I watch all the games all the time. And I'll tell you all the scores from Portland and LA like it's just not a florida thing yeah. it's just it's just yeah, not yeah. it's just not a florida thing i would say like i, I watch the heat when the heat player or, or like maybe it's the east coast team is on but like i'm not gonna stay up till 10 o'clock to to watch fucking utah jazz play i don't know golden state or something yeah like, that's, not, <laughs> that's just... not for me you know i, I like I, like i'll wait for now like if, now this playoffs so like i want to see like who's gonna move on because now we know the better teams are around so like i'm, I'm very i guess i would say not casual but yeah, yeah, I'm probably casual, a casual fan in that way. Where like I'll, I'm a fan of basketball and I watch my team play, but not necessarily watching all 10,000 games. Like you know, baseball is going on right now, and you know, I'm not really paying attention to it. I'm paying attention to some of the games, but I'm more concerned now with like hockey because hockey's in the playoffs, NBA's in the playoffs, and I got teams. Like I got skin in the game right now, so like I'm more paying attention to that. Even though I do like baseball, I played it, you know, most of my life, and uh, I like to watch it. Uh, I'm not really paying attention to it just because my attention is on other things as far as sports teams. You know what I mean? I, I, I will know. say to Gabe, like, I'm sure, I don't know if you're old enough, though, to experience it. But, like, I'm sure it's kind of the like how I was saying with the Gators is kind of how it was, like, down here, like, during the early 90s and, like, even late 80s or probably the entire 90s and maybe early 2000s with UM when UM was just, like, a, a powerhouse. Yeah. Like, JoJo, I don't know if you know, but UM, like, from late 80s to like early 2000s they were the alabama of their time 
Like, oh yeah, of course. They I were actually like, doing that because, uh, that's Ray all you Lewis, hear Warren Sapp, yeah. Michael Irving, Frank Gore, like Andre Johnson, like so many yeah. people. Like it, it was, knows. When we were driving to uh, we we're driving to Sunrise. I was listening to uh, one of the directors of uh, this guy named Billy Corbin. He was doing a just uh, he was talking to other filmmakers, and he was the one the guy. He was the guy that directed the U, the U, and the U Part Two uh, that went on ESPN Thirty for Thirty. And oh, I know uh, Billy Corbin. Was he was on a um. Yeah. He did the Cocaine Cowboys too, didn't he? Cocaine Cowboys. He did Cocaine yeah, Cowboys. Yeah, he was that on. Was his biggest um, one. He was on Joe Rogan. That's how I've heard. Yeah, him. yeah. So he's a super Miami guy. So like you know, going back, like you said, yeah, UM. It was UM everything. Every, every Sunday, because you know, if we hang out for birthdays Saturday. or whatever, or I mean Saturdays, whatever. I'm saying for like birthday parties or yeah. gatherings, family gatherings. We always, uh, all my uncles gather around. I got like fucking ten, eight uncles. All we sit around is talk about UM and we talk about the Dolphins. UM and yeah. the Dolphins. UM and well, the Dolphins. Well, think about baseball. it. Yeah. Did you guys ever watch uh, Young Rock? Yeah, I'm actually watching it now. Yeah. I don't know if you guys have a point, but like, there's a point where he's like, he got all these offers from anywhere else, but he's like, I want to go to the U. The U is where they won championships. It's like, and it's weird to think that like you look at the U now and it's just like, they're a top 25 program, but. They not like they not what they were. They were like the, yeah, man. They were a lot of these fans, you know. I mean, kudos to them, right? They're still diehards, you know. They're repping their team, but they're they're holding on to that to that history. And you oh, know, in the boy. podcast when we were listening, right? He, he was talking about like what it's gonna take to to get that that reputation back. You know, like like that we're we're top five in the nation yeah. consistently, like. To get like we're it's Bama either now. A we're, championship you know or you lo- or it's a failed season. It's like a championship yeah. or it's nothing. And that's yeah, that's it's exactly kinda... what he was talking about too. And same thing with the Gators. I mean, the Gators are like that too. I'm not a Gator fan, but it's it's how it is. It's like it's if you don't if you don't win a championship, it's like that whole southeastern conference and like all those. Yeah, if you don't win a championship, it's over. Like nobody gives a fuck about bowl games. I mean, fucking Kyle Pitts and Kadarius, all those guys sat out for the bowl game. It's about winning chips, man. That's what it is. But it's crazy. It's like, man, when will that time come for uh, uh, Alabama? But I think as long as Nick Saban's there, Alabama's going to be. The problem with UM, UM went through a lot of coaches. And and it's inevitable that it's going to happen when Alabama's consistently just had their guy. And a a lot of those young players, they go to other teams, right? They get recruited. There's a lot of these guys... Uh, that you see, you know, they go to other schools like Amari, uh, Amari Cooper, a Miami guy, it's Chad Johnson, a uh, Miami guy, uh, who you want to name, Devonta Freeman, Miami guy. These guys grew up, they went to high school here, they were in all these, uh, yeah. what, what do they call them? All these little, uh, that's not, in baseball we say little league, what's it? It's like AAU, not AAU, it's basketball. They're like in these seven little seven. leagues. Yeah, they're on these, oh, these Wee, like Miami. Yeah. yeah. I get. I won't say Pee Wee, but I think there's another name for it. But they're on these young teams, and they go to the high schools here. They go to Northwestern. They go to Edison. They go to Central Miami Central here, and and all these schools come down and they pluck all the talent here. There's a ton of talent, ton I of guys know. from Miami that grew up here. That you know, what it is get, though. Like I, 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 I get why say, that happens too. You know, not everyone you know wants to stay local. They you know they want to experience yeah. you know the the dorm life. You know, get out of their city. So they don't really think of the bigger picture. Like. No, oh, but those kids when used to be, and we can make it great yeah. again if well, they well, stay he, local. But here's because I remember, um, I don't know, maybe it was the doc. I don't. I remember a long time ago they were talking about what UM was. I didn't know. I mean, I was too young. Um, but they were talking like, uh, and how UM became such a powerhouse back then was because of they were taking their local talent. Yeah. 
nobody else was touching that talent. Everybody yeah. was like going from Texas to North Florida, California, Hawaii, and all that. But like Miami, what how they how Jimmy Johnson like turned that team into something was he was taking local guys. And now to this day, like there's renowned high school programs in South Florida that like they 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 uh, I mean, there's so many guys from yeah, yeah. From down south that are playing. I mean, Lamar he, Jackson's from he went to Miami High. Yeah. Teddy Bridgewater is a Miami guy. Mm. He went to, you know, um, so many but, guys. Uh, that, that, that's kind of hard now. Broward, I don't see that going. Or even Broward, yeah. too. Especially with, you know, we're talking about Miami in general, but I'm saying, like, in general, college and even in sports, like, there's not really a lot of places where players are, they stay local, you know what I mean? And the Heat, all we got right now is Udonis Haslam, and Udonis Haslam went to Gainesville. You're talking about UF. He's on my, he's from, uh, Udonis Haslam's from Miami, but he went to school. He could have he gone to yeah. school anywhere, and he went to school at UF. Um, uh, but obviously he came back and he's a, a heat lifer, literally a heat lifer. You know, in Miami Heat, they throw that heat lifer around. We call Dwayne Wade a heat lifer, even though he went to Chicago, even though he went to Cleveland. Heat lifer. But UD, legit heat lifer. But I don't, I don't see that, like, in the pros or in college, like, that, you know. I love it when, you know, like, the Miami Dolphins just drafted uh, Jalen Phillips. Uh, he went to UM. I think he, he's from California, but I think he went to UM. So that's kind of cool. Nice, staying or, in there. Allen yeah, Alan Hearns is another guy, a wide receiver that he went to UM and now he's staying. So I, I like to see that shit. Yeah, he I like, played. I like he played in Jacksonville. Yeah, yeah. he's he went undrafted yeah, yeah. though. Yeah, yeah, but he, I mean, he's from. He went to school at UM. Um, but I like to see when players kind of stay local. Like I don't know, that, that makes me root for the players even more. You know what I mean? I guys think players. I think some guys. Teams. But I do think some guys like playing for their hometown team because it's like their hometown team. It's like yeah, there's nothing as much as you probably want to leave home. There is something about like. I'm representing the city I'm coming from. Yeah, like, that pride, like, you know, yeah. that pride comes in. And you got your city, you know, backing you up and rooting for you, you know. But on the other hand, you got to think of the other side, man. You know, some of these guys find, you know, college or trying to go pro as a way to escape from where they are, you know what I mean, or how they grew up or everything like that and try to better themselves, you know. Some people just don't want to stay in that environment, you know, for whatever reasons growing up. So it's 50-50, you know. I mean, think of Tim Tebow. I don't think Team Tebow would have came back for any other team other than the Jaguars. Yeah. I think it took for him to be hometown guy. Well, and also the, his coach. That's his coach from his US. His coach. So. I mean, Tim Tebow's a Florida guy. Like, you know, I, don't, I, I think, don't think he was getting 10 other offers from other schools. Like, it's, it's I because, say, yeah, yeah, I get that, but who else was offering him anything anyway? I don't so think so was- either, but no, but I'm saying say if Urban Meyer went somewhere else, I don't know necessarily yeah. know if he went – Say if Urban Meyer went to, I don't fucking know, like the, the stars aligned for Tebow. You know, I think, the right yeah, coach, the right location, the right team, and everything was just. I, I don't know if he would leave. Right. He went to New York. The perfect situation shit. for him to come back. I but, get that. I get that. I do want to wrap up though with NHL. Though I will say, I do think NHL are making steps, and I think that them signing with ESPN was big and a part of the reason their marketing has sucked just because they've been signed with NBC for fucking forever and NBC. That's exactly what I was going to bring up to you as well. I'm like, they are making power moves and we discussed a few episodes back, you know, how they signed with ESPN and get a contract. Who watches NBC Sports Network? I mean, I mean, obviously you have standard NBC, which like, yeah, but like how many games are on that? A lot of stuff was on the NBC Sports Network and not a lot of people have that, but everybody has ESPN. So that should make a big change. I think as far as like even a hyping it up too, so yeah, I'm not really into you know now it makes sense. I mean, it's more more important now depending on whatever network you're on because now everything's going streaming. So like 
whatever network you're on is going to determine how many people are going to listen and watch and listen. But generally, like, I'll just put on whatever, wherever the game is, whatever team I'm going to watch, I'm going to put it on the TV. But, I mean, obviously things are going away from that uh, going forward. As but, like, my thing was, like, how many people court. have ESPN Sports Network? And, like, I mean, NBC yeah. Sports Network. And it's, like, yeah. everybody gets – it's just having that awareness. And, like, you know, I think that that helps a lot. I could agree. Yo, to move That's, on, yeah, we brought, you up, brought up a couple points regarding, you know, the team you're representing right now, what you got on right now. You got NBA playoffs. <laughs> NBA yeah, playoffs. Nobody wants to see your titties, man. No wants to see <laughs> Listen, stop flashing the camera. You know what I mean? Nobody <laughs> wants to see all that. Listen, man, you already, you already exposed the, your age earlier talking about the historic teams out here back in the 60s and 70s. Listen, our viewership was good, man. You know what I'm saying? Anyways, <laughs> anyways, bro, you got a rematch going on against the Milwaukee Bucks, bro. What is going on in your mind? How do you feel confident? Are you worried? Did you guys make the necessary adjustments compared to last season? Was last season a fluke beating them? Bro, I got so many questions, bro. How do you feel going against them? All right. First, round, first Let's round. talk about this. Let's talk about the season because going into the season, obviously starting, we talked about how early on, with all this COVID stuff, injury stuff, for about like 20, 25 games, tw- I'll say 20 games, I'll be con- conservative, 20 games, they were not playing for us a full strength. And obviously, you know, coming down, down, down the pike to the playoffs, you know, I always thought that the Miami Heat was the bubble of fluke. No, it was not a fluke. I think they were uh, uh, properly Eastern Conference champions. Right? They, they, they were meant to be there, regardless of what people say. Um, cause guess what? You were talking about the bubble. Oh, we didn't have enough, bro. Everybody was in the bubble, bro. Y'all went to the same freaking building. No excuse. Everybody has literally the same. Y'all got the same viewpoints. There's no fans to block your viewpoint. This is all black in the sky because there's no fans there. Everybody's the same. And guess what? The heat came out. So going to the season, um, I knew that, you know, with all the signings and stuff going on, uh, especially with like James Harden moving or whatever, that it was going to be tough. That I always thought Miami was a mid-tier team. I thought they were very, you know, contenders going forward, but mid-tier team. Maybe not the top team, but easily a 4-5-6, 4-5-6. And um, I was kind of disappointed that, uh, you know, that we fell. We lost, um, you know, I think we were down half game from uh, uh, Atlanta. And finally, the freaking New York Knicks finally have a decent team. They've been losing so damn long, fucking irrelevant <laughs> for decades and decades. The, the Knicks been talking about the mega. I, bro, I haven't seen them win a playoff game or a playoff series and they, whatever. Since I didn't care about them, but whatever. Um, so you know, the, I I feel like the East improved as far as teams in the East. All the teams improved. Uh, the Seventy Sixers got better. They had they acquired some players. Uh, Milwaukee's gotten better, uh, I believe. Um, they acquired some players and improved on their play. Better than last year. They were yeah. a one seed in the East last year. And then they got better. Then they got better. They're more. Uh, right. They're more of a cohesive team, and I think more of a threat this year than they were last year. Um, the Nets got better. Knicks got better. So there's a lot of teams that moved up. And, you know, as far as Miami making moves, uh, they really didn't make a lot. There was talk about Giannis, but obviously Giannis resigned. He stayed with the Bucks, um, And they're trying to get James Harden. James Harden signed with the Nets. So, um, you know, they've, they've, they've done some acquisitions, some small play, but I still feel like we have a cohesive team. A lot of the guys, uh, what's his name, uh, Deadless, uh, and we had to pick up uh, Achua as the, the guy they drafted been playing pretty well a good backup to bam um so for not making a lot of moves i feel like the miami my heat are still contenders um so going into the series comes uh come tomorrow when they play the bucks with an improved bucks teams 
I still listen. I still got to see it, man. I they, I feel, I still believe that you know we gentlemen sweep them last time. We beat them four to one uh, in the series. And until I see something else, because Jimmy Butler hasn't played a series at all against the Bucks. They have no tape. There's no tape you can find this year of Jimmy Butler playing the buck and, uh, playing the Bucks. So until I see otherwise, I'm still believing my Heat. I do believe the Bucks are a better team, and it's still going to be tough competition. Obviously, Giannis is still a monster, but. You got the Heat taking the series. I got the Heat in five, I'm baby. I'm way heat somehow. In heat in five. Heat in five. Always, baby. Until I see otherwise. optimistic. He said, that's Put that on the YouTube short. Put that on the YouTube, YouTube short. short. <laughs> heat in five. Heat in five. This button. This guy got some balls. He said, Heat in five. Until I see otherwise, man. Until I see otherwise. I respect it. Listen, I seen. I've seen Jimmy Butler put on the line. Bam, uh, I believe, is improved. And right now, towards the end of the season, um, I think they lost a disappointing game. But they beat teams. They beat the, they beat the Celtics, who people are like, oh, it's a fluke, bubble, whatever. Celtics suck. Barely in the playoffs. I don't even know if they advance or not. But uh, they suck. We beat them. Beat the 76ers. We lost to the Bucks uh, the last game, the series, before the playoffs started. Um, but I think we match up well, man. I think we're going to match up well. Um, the only problem I see is, is like... Uh, uh, seeing this series because uh, last year uh, Giannis was out for a little bit for a game, um, or for yeah, was he out for a game or for? Yeah, I, really, I don't know if it was his knee or his ankle or something like that. He yeah, he was out for a game. And, yeah, yeah, Milton had a uh, had he had to show up and, and and win a game for him. Um, but I think the biggest threat I see is Middleton, uh, Middleton and uh, Lopez, uh, Robin Lopez, right? Robin Lopez, or I'm saying the wrong brother. I think it's Robin Lopez. Um. Those are the biggest threats I see because I can see, you know, them putting, you know, Bam on Giannis all day or whatever, or Bam and Jimmy. Um, they're pretty good on the uh, double covers. Uh, they play zone pretty well. But it's Do just you like, think uh, playoff hero is coming back? Because he's been a little quiet this season. He has been quiet this season. Uh, I, his shooting has been getting a little better. They're, they're relying him on him more for uh, three-pointers. And his shooting has been okay. I think he's been, he's been shooting pretty on a pretty high uh, click. But... Um, you know, is that sustainable? That's that's probably the biggest question with with Hero. Uh, well, and I'm like gonna believe him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Duncan Robinson is shooting lights out. Jimmy I'm Butler say he's, he's been balling. He's been balling. Duncan Robinson has been going on. Yeah, nice catch and shoot player, man. That's what he's in there for. Like, uh, you know, aside from Hero, we all know he can shoot too. But, uh, you know, it's kind of not fair. I'm not gonna say not fair, but you know, Duncan Robinson, he's in there for a reason. Catch and shoot guy. Like that's that's his whole purpose. You know what I mean? He's gonna run around screens and get open and just take his shots, right? Kudos to him for knocking him down. Whereas Hero, you know, he's expected to drive mid-range, you know, kind of three. So I guess his shot yeah. selection, he's still a young player. And once he develops that, I feel like he he'll he'll be elite. But we gotta see the playoffs, you know, that's where stars are made. Like last year, he got his name out there because his performance yeah. and in the season, everyone had high expectations for him, which not to say that, you know, he really didn't meet him, but you know, it's his second season, you know I mean? He still has time to develop. He just had an amazing playoff run that put, he put his own name on the map, but he kind of said that he did that to himself. You know what I mean, putting his expectations so high. This is his chance. I feel like for you guys, for the heat to, for him to make another name and just to keep it going to show he's like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, he's definitely, you know, I, I expect, you know, a, a lot out of him because he's the, he's definitely the future, right? All these players are getting older. Um, Drogic is getting older. I don't know how long he's going to play or be as effective as he is. Um, so he he's the future of the Heat. Obviously, there were talks about him getting traded for Harden. That didn't happen. Um, so 
Um, I, I, I expect a lot out of him. Uh, if not for him to do great, for him to do well, at least. Uh, yeah. You know what I mean? All right, dope, 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 dope. Yeah, I already know another, uh, the playoff matchup I'm excited about. Yeah, I was going to say, let's talk about Ooh. your playoff Lakers. You know, they made it out. Uh, the last game Man. we saw them, or the last game I saw them was uh, they were playing the oh, Golden State right. Warriors. That shit was a nail-biter. That was a nail-biter. I watched top it. Three, top three game of the year, first of all. That, that game was, was a really good game. I saw the, I saw the end of it. That was like... I don't want to compare it to Game 7 or Finals. Obviously, nothing's like that. But it was kind of close, right? The excitement was there. Everything's you know, on the line. Even though everything was on the line, and lucky enough, the loser of that team still had another chance uh, to fight for a playoff spot. So I feel like if that wasn't the situation, a little, little more exciting, you know what I mean? Because now let's go to State playing tonight. Oh, you, cut off, you cut off for a second, Jojo. Repeat that. I was saying, like... um, so lucky enough that the loser of that team, uh, of that game, I mean, uh, has another chance uh, to make the playoffs tonight, which is Golden State versus uh, Memphis. If that was an elimination game right there for the last spot, oh, man. Yeah. Look, so yeah. the Lakers going against the number two seed Suns, which, you know what? I'm going to give the Suns their credit, bro. They finished second in the West. Not an not a easy, you know, feat. Oh, with the shout out to shout out to Porter, Booker, man. Uh, he finally got a good team. <laughs> finally, Paul, man, that's the Chris Paul effect, bro. He didn't Listen, leave. They were one win away last year from advancing to the Western Conference Finals, bro. One win. So I'm sorry, so, not, the, not the Conference Finals, but yeah, you know, we'll to the next round. Um, they they pushed it to seven games, but that's what happens. You you had a vet like Chris Paul with the likings of a young team and a talented. Devin Booker, look at them, second seed in the West. And it sucks because they worked so hard all season. You get up to the second seed in your first round matchup. Is the defending champs. That's a true test, man. It's a true test. I mean, this shit ain't going to come easy. You're going to have to face them eventually. You're going to face somebody tough. And you know what? Get them out of the way. Get them out of the way early. You, you, You grind, go tooth and nail with LeBron and AD. And then you're feeling pretty good going into the semifinals and the Eastern Conference Finals. As we all know, like playoffs all about matchups. I, I don't see anybody on that team that could honestly guard AD. But then yeah. again, you got to watch out for that, you know, Chris Paul, Booker duo. They're a young, fast team. Even though the Lakers, number one ranked defense, which is amazing, which I, I didn't honestly expect that, you know, going against a high-powered offensive team. So I'm excited to see this matchup. Yeah, it's going to be good. It's going to be good. But speaking of the losing team, Oakland, um, they're going to face Memphis. Who do you, that's actually going on, just started, but uh, let's think past that game. So give your prediction of like who you think is going to win it and then who's going to go on to play Utah and if they can compete with Utah. Um, so my honest opinion, Utah Jazz, number one seed. I feel like they played great um, this whole season. They're obviously a better team than last season. But they still haven't proved anything to me yet. It's kind of like a fluke number one seed. Isn't that funny like, with no both one number ones? Both number ones. Both. Sixers and the Jazz. are like both the Jazz, number ones. Both, and no one feels confident in either <laughs> team going to the finals. I know, dude. Do you feel confident with either team going to the finals, honestly speaking? 
I mean, it's funny, proved, like right? you said, they haven't proved the nothing. Warriors, I mean, the Warriors as an eight seed, I feel like can really beat the number one seed. You, I could see an upset there, hundred. You have you have experience. You they've been playing veteran hot, coaching, veteran players, and they're playing hot. They have everything. Like they, you want to like, go with the hot team right now, right? This yeah. is might be right the one the year. 30. This is the one year where you might have seven and eight really like flip the script and like <laughs> really uh you know pull off up upsets it's it's kind of so, weird it's kind of weird yeah it's crazy to think about right so you got the defending champs at seven then you got a red hot golden state warriors who if they win tonight you know they're gonna play you know utah which in a seven game series stephen curry league mvp right now he's he's gonna win that you're gonna you know four times they're taking it from they're taking it from no, if Nicola. everyone else shows up if everyone else shows up with the warriors they really have a chance you think they're gonna? Well, I mean, obviously Steph Curry's been playing amazing, but you think I know what's uh Nikola? He's been like leading the way with Denver and stuff. So you you think they're gonna take it from him? I think he's out there for contention. My prediction for that. My prediction for that. He's been like the favorite, almost like eighty percent of the season. And then every week it changed. It was like Damian Lillard, Steph Curry, LeBron. It was like every week it was changing uh, depending got, on who I think you got to give it to – I mean, you talking about the whole season? Dude, we can't be like looking it into like – this guy has been the favorite yeah. for like 80% of the season. And he still hasn't really like – it's not like he played worse. It's just Steph Curry's the he's the big name. He's, Hotter he's player right now. Yeah. But it's yeah. like you're talking about the entire season. Like, and they got you a one seed. I'm sorry, that's on the Nuggets. Yeah, that's the um, yeah, Nuggets. Yeah. Nuggets Scratch are... Still like, they have a higher seeding. Third. You know third. I mean? So you got to take that into account. They're a yeah, top they're... three team in the West. Yeah. And yeah, you, you, I think it... I mean, uh, it's just Steph Curry's the big name. And sadly, I think he might get it, but I think you got to give it to them. I mean, that dude... I, like I said, I don't know much about his stats or anything, but all I know is like he's been talked about as like the guy. Like he's been like MVP in contention like the entire season. And when you look at MVP as a whole, you gotta look at the most valuable player in the league. I mean, I mean, what is the Nuggets without him? And like he's been consistent. I mean, he's been playing the whole season. He's not just little, little hot streaks. It's been like the whole season. People have been talking about this guy. But the West is going to be looking good, man. The West is is tight. The bottom half of past the Sixers, I mean, past the Heat, nothing really looks that like competitive. I mean, uh, Boston's going to face Brooklyn. Washington, I think Washington and Sixers is actually going to be a pretty good matchup. If West, if Westbrook and Beal can play as well as they did in that final game, I think they could they could they can make Philly feel uncomfortable. I think they can make yeah, it feel that, comfortable. That's going to be an interesting series because, and I say this, pressure's on the Sixers, not Washington. Sixers finish the no- number one seed in the East. They have, yes, they have everything to prove. They have yet to come out of the East all these years. This has to be their year. And Westbrook and, you know, Washington, they had a terrible season, somehow made it to that eighth seed. They fought their way to the eighth seed. Bro, they were twenty like twenty games under five hundred at one point. They have nothing to lose. They have nothing to lose. Like you and said, they're on, and they're they, hot. They're gonna and make they're, they're gonna make the seventy sixers very uncomfortable, bro. Very uncomfortable. And then you got that Westbrook and Joel and B beef. 
they've had the past couple of seasons. This is going to be fun to watch. I feel like, yo, if Washington steals game one, mm, that's it. That's going to set the tone for the entire series. Pressure. You're going to rattle Embiid. You're going to rattle Ben Simmons. You're, everyone's going to panic. Oh, you're the one seed. You know, all this talk. You already yeah. know how the media is going to play it. Bro, I mean, they yeah. like, I'm looking at this, the stat line right now. I mean, 142 to 115. 142? Like, shit. I thought I would never see those numbers except for all-star games. And a regular season game to score one for like, dude, the NBA has become straight offense. Yeah, that, that's a, that's one thing I noticed this year. Is a lot in of, a playoff game. Yeah, the the defense the has been like, yeah, <laughs> they've been scoring a lot of high scoring games, like uh, like up there, like one thirty, one twenty, uh, a lot. Yeah. Of them. But you know, I, I you know I, I don't know. I can speak to like, is it better shooting? Is it just? They're shooting, you know, is it the three is more valuable? That's why, and nobody's playing defense. I don't know, but obviously, you're gonna want your team to to play defense because, like, I mean, how how long can you keep that high click unless you unless you're like a Steph Curry, Damon Lillard, or some player that can just produce offense like that? Like that that's like not sustainable. Like, <laughs> you might win a game like that, but you're not gonna win a series scoring 160 points in a in a, in a freaking game. Like, yeah, I think that's gonna time, be, but not a I bunch think of I think it's gonna be really interesting because, like, let's not sleep on Joel Embiid. I mean, he's when he's been playing, he's been he's been he's been balling. But I, like you said, you can't. The Sixers never show up. They never show up. And you have Westbrook, who's been there and done that. He hasn't won a championship, but he's he's been far. He's made it to the final. No, yes, he has. My bad. Uh, back in OKC, made it to the final. Yeah, yeah. They won. Wait, did they win? No, lost against the Heat. That was the, lost, heat, uh, the Heat. Yeah, it was the yeah. Heat's first championship, I think. Championship. during the lebron era yeah. yeah so i mean he's he hasn't won one but he's been there done that he's made deep between with the rockets and specifically also the oklahoma so i mean bradley bill and the rest of the wizards haven't really made it deep but i think they keep on playing hot bradley bill's been playing fucking lights out that dude's been balling so i think if you can get westbrook to play like he did that game which isn't even really like super crazy but he did play well, but I I think they can make him uncomfortable. I don't know if they necessarily win, but yeah. it's gonna be tough. It, like I think you'd rather face the Celtics, honestly. The Celtics. Uh. So, so what's your uh, favorite series? I guess I'm gonna watch the Heat Heat Bucks just because people are down talking the Heat. I think the Heat are the underdogs in the series. They probably have the toughest road to hoe. Even if they go forward, they want to go to Eastern Conference Champs. They got to go through the Bucks, and they go through the 76ers, and then possibly the Nets in the end. So they probably got the toughest road to the championship if they do go all the way. Um, but what is like y'all series that you're looking at? I guess for right now in the first uh, first round, like what what is your favorite team or favorite series to watch? I mean, for me, obviously, like I'm a Heat guy, so I w- I want to see the Heat uh, the Heat play, obviously. Um, outside of that, honestly, like. The West. I mean, Jazz. What's what's say most likely Golden State. I mean, unless Memphis can pull out, can can do something. Um, else, I'm I'm going with the idea that Golden State wins tonight. I would like to see Golden State Utah. I think that'd be interesting. And honestly, I like to see Suns Lakers. I think high powered offense versus like JoJo said. That I didn't know that they're the top defense in the league. So I. I think this is the scariest seven and eight seed to ever, <laughs> ever be placed in the NBA. Bro, listen, I'm sure the other teams were watching that game, Lakers Warriors, and they're both like, "Damn, either way, we we got to play one of them." <laughs> the yeah, 
You gotta play I one of those say, teams. I will say though, the Warriors have kind of lost, like you know, their ever since like Clay going down and like everything. They've kind of lost yeah. like their intimidation factor. But I mean, yeah, you, know, you can never exactly. sleep on Steph. Um, you can. I mean, you still got Draymond, which I mean, he's solid. Listen, and and that's the scariest part, right? They, they lost their you know intimidation factor from the past few years, but that's what gets you comfortable. And then boom. No, they're gonna Steph strike. Drops forty. <laughs> Warriors, Warriors are gonna strike, bro. You can't sleep. You know they they have plenty of experience, man. The goal is to make it to the playoffs. After that, yeah. you have to go through every team, regardless whether you're the one seed or the eight seed, right? Yeah. And then you know with the coaching and everything, they're gonna play the matchups. You know they're gonna adjust. Now you just gotta see if the players show up. Bro, I thought it was so, funny that they were rocking the old. Uh... Old uh, Oakland thing. They don't even play in Oakland no more. They play in San Francisco. Yeah, it's part of but, uh, the city series. You know, Nike does yeah. the city series uh, for every team. Even, but they don't even play in Oakland yeah. anymore. I, I'm pretty. They play in uh, San Fran now. No, I think yeah. they went across the bay. Oh no. Yeah, Oakland oh. lost. Oakland lost all their fucking teams. <laughs> They're about to lose the A's. I don't know if you heard that. Like the A's. Yeah, yeah. People are they, they lost, The Raiders are gone. They they left the arena. Golden State's left the arena and built their brand new one in San Francisco, which you know, good branding by calling them the Golden State Warriors, so they don't have to worry about changing the name. But yeah. they went across the bay, and now they're talking about the A's leaving because they're. I mean, they played in the same stadium as oh, the Raiders. I mean, the Athletics. Why am I saying the Rays? Athletics. My bad. Oh, A's, same shit. The A's. I thought I said, oh yeah, I got Open completely A's, confused. Yeah. I'm thinking, I'm saying A's, but then I was thinking I was saying Rays. Fuck it, whatever. The A's, yeah, Green. Athletics. A's, because <laughs> in the Bay, Tampa Bay, and then it's just like fucking me. <laughs> yeah, the A's slash Athletics. Yeah, they're talking about leaving because they had the same stadium as the Raiders, and that shit's apparently one of the worst stadiums like out. The You're worse than Tampa. Know. Yo, I want to bring up this topic, quick. I mean, uh, because uh, I just want to close on NBA. Bring up this topic real quick that was going on in baseball because I, I haven't watched. I watched baseball last week, but I haven't watched until recently. And this this the story came out this past weekend with uh, uh, the Chicago uh, White Sox coach Tony Larusa. Now, if y'all don't know Tony Larusa, Tony Larusa is a coach. He coached for St. Louis. He might have coached some other schools, but this guy is like already in the Baseball Hall of Fame. Retired ten years ago. And then last year, uh, the White Sox management decided they wanted some 80-year-old coach to coach their young team. And uh, the White Sox are a pretty – they're a young team, and they're expected to do well. So here's the story. This past weekend, um, I think they were playing the Twins, and they were beating up on the Twins pretty bad. And what happens in baseball a lot of times is if you're getting beat up pretty bad, you don't want to waste your pictures. You want to save them for the next day, um, you know, plus 10 runs or whatever. You're, throwing, you're just throwing whoever. You're throwing a, a rather fielding player. And I know, I know from experience, man. <laughs> Long story short, that happened to me in high school, bro. I wasn't ready to pitch. Game was gone already. You know, we we were already losing, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Yo, Gomez, go pitch. I was like, what? Huh? <laughs> yeah. So in baseball, in Major League Baseball, there's no ten run rule or anything to stop the game. So you gotta you gotta play all nine innings or all seven, depending on whatever the rule is. Um. So they put in this guy, this fielder. Um, and the the White Sox are already up, so the the hitter comes. It's a three no count. Uh, this guy is throwing like seventy five mile an hour curveballs or whatever. He's lobbing, lobbing up balls. Yeah, this is like <laughs> not even high school. This is like middle school speed. Seventy five <laughs> mile an hour is nothing. When you lobbing got guys throwing hundred miles an hour. Seventy five ain't nothing. 
So uh, a guy comes up, hits a home run on a 3-0 pitch, and they're already up mm-hmm. a whole bunch of points. So controversy is, uh, I think the coach comes out uh, and, uh, and reports saying that he's disappointed with uh, his, his hitter. His hitter hit the home run when they're up already. He's disappointed in his hitter. You're not supposed to do that. That's part, that's, uh, part of the unwritten rules. You don't go hit swinging at 3-0 pitches when you're up plus 10 runs or whatever. Um, and he's yelling at his, his own player, and he's saying, oh, then how's it going to be discipline? There's going to be hell to pay. All right. So then one of the tip, uh, one of the players uh, comes out on like social media and says, "Hey, uh, like I'm not I'm not down with what coach said. Like like fuck that. Like y'all are paying me to y'all pay me to play baseball and like what do you expect me not to do? The guy's gonna stats throw a strike, mean everything. Your yeah. stats are everything in baseball. Your batting yeah, average. You your yeah. Your batting average is so important. Like so the player basically comes ultimate out. Stat sport. Yeah." The coach is mad at his own player for hitting a home run. The players come out and be like, nah, we're not down with that. Like, we're not down with this. You know, it's my job to play baseball. Like, so I, I was wondering, like, especially with JoJo, because JoJo, you play baseball. What do you yeah. kind of think about, like, these unwritten rules where, like, a team is getting blown out and, and guys are going up there, you know, swinging for the fences or they're bunning uh, on a blowout or something? Like, how do you feel about uh, yeah. guys continue, especially in a professional sport like MLB, continuing to swing for the fences, I guess? So with a game like baseball, obviously it's very historic, right? And they, you know now they have an old school coach, right? You got a you got an old head in. He, he plays by the old rules and everything. And we all know, and this happens in basketball as well. Uh, a lot of the things change, and a lot you know people don't want to adjust to what's going on in today's game. And a little history behind you know for people that don't know why you don't swing on the three zero pitch, because you don't know if that next pitch is gonna be ball four. You don't swing really 3-0 unless you're the best yeah. hitter, perfect situation. Coach gives you the green light. Right? When I played baseball growing up, you don't swing 3-0 no matter what. Like, you know, you could be winning, losing. It is a hitter's count. But, again, you never know. That could be your opportunity to get on base. So that could be ball four right there. So you don't really swing at 3-0. But I personally feel like in this situation here, because going back real quick to the Yankees, win, lose, draw, whatever, Giancarlo Stan, he's getting paid to hit home runs. He's getting paid to draw in RBIs. He's getting paid to do all that. He currently has a green light on 3-0 pitches. 3-0, he's swinging. That's a hitter's count. You get a fastball down the middle, whatever, you're swinging, bro. And if it's a bad pitch, you swing and miss. Guess what? You know, you're still up in the count. Uh, but I feel like in this situation, again, this is where, you know, each kind of clashes, right? You had old school, new school. These guys are competing. They're competing for their jobs. You know, they're they're competing for salaries. They, they're competing for the next contract. And he saw an opportunity. Maybe it wasn't the best thing. It kind of relates to, like, basketball, right? You're up 30. It's five seconds left. And you go ahead and dunk the ball or something. So it's kind of disrespectful. No, it's not really classy. But then in a game like baseball, like, what are you, what are you gonna do? What if he swung and he grounded out to second or third or anything? And what? It's a different narrative. It's just yeah. the fact that he ended up hitting a home run, which kind of made it flashy. But what if the, that was his opportunity you know, to put a name for himself? He saw a good pitch. He swung. You know, it could have been a fly ball. It could have been a pop up. It could have been anything. It just happened to be a home run. So honestly. 
I disagree with the coach in this situation, and I get it. You know, it's about respect and everything, going against the other team. But it doesn't guarantee that's going to be a home run. It's not like dribbling up the court and you're dunking and you're up by 50. You know what I mean? Oh, I, I agree with the players. Like, you know what I mean? Like, today's game, you're, you're going for your stats, you're going for your batting average, and you just want to win. Even though they were up by whatever, 20, 10 runs. I don't know, whatever you yeah. said, but. To tag, to tag on what you're saying, I always, I was, me too, when I was in baseball too, never swing at the first pitch or a 3 0 pitch. Unless you're, you're going to hit a home run, don't swing at it. So, I mean, in this instance, this guy hit a home run. So, but I was, just like you were taught, like yeah. I, was taught, I was taught too, like never swing at the first pitch unless it's on a tee that you can bomb it out. But, Julia, how do you feel about like teams, you know, professional teams? We're talking about baseball, but this can be anything football, whatever. Um, teams in a blowout, like, do you think that a professional player should be piling on uh, in a, a professional game that they should just pile on or if they have a chance to score, even though they're blowing out the other team, they should do that? Never slow down. As I was, never slow down. You keep on going. Pedal to the metal to the fucking clock strike zero or the innings hit nine and like you keep going. You keep going, bro. I mean, at the end of the day, this is a business. This is a job and everybody is their own business and you got to take care of yourself like that's just how it is teams nowadays teams are quick to drop you and like fuck that coach because who knows say if he didn't swing at it and he didn't get a home run like that he cuts him next year that that could have that home run or whatever it is like at the end of the day players gotta look out for themselves and it's, it's situational it, all right if it's tied up bottom of the ninth and like all right, maybe don't swing at it. But at the end of the day, these guys are professionals. They know what they're doing. And if he trusts his instinct to do it, you sign that player because you believe in that player. So have faith in your player. If your player trusts that he had it, he's lobbing it, and it's going down the middle, and that's what it is. It's one thing if it's like, you know, when you guys are playing, obviously, like, not to downplay anything, but, I mean, it was just, like, little league, like, but, like, these guys are professionals, and it's like, they're signed. They're getting paid millions of dollars to do this, and you have fa- and you're yeah. trusting in your process of evaluating to do that. Have faith in your players to do it. Like you know what I mean. Like I think especially, also, I agree especially, with especially your point. for up. Especially yeah, for up. I agree. I agree with your point. I think uh, moral is kind of like is it disrespectful? The, even it was the the coach's player. Like the coach yelled at his own player for hitting yeah. the home run. Look, look so at this. He, he, he thought it was tasteless. It was tacky unprofessional so what right. is your opinion on it being professional or not to go this ahead is, and do that this is the exact reason why baseball is dying the exact fucking reason why baseball is dying they are so stuck in their head about these dumbass unwritten rules it's the same reason why tatis gets like scrutinized from the league and like why for so many years players who were flashy or did whatever or didn't follow these unwritten rules they either got beamed by the pitcher or they got railed out by the coach this old school mentality is the exact reason why baseball is dying why like make the yeah. game more exciting make like do like you at the end of the day it's like you're winning anyways let these guys go out there and fucking play and let them just have some fun yeah. You're winning. They're not coming back. Go have fun. Go do it. Go get your stats up. I mean, you see it in Tampa. Look at Tampa when these uh, and the Buccaneers, I should say, um, like when these players have uh, stat incentives. It's like, all right, Tom Brady's out there, and Bruce Arians are like, all right, we're going, we're going to make a play for you. We're going to let you get that. We're going to let you get your bread. Like we're going to let you, like you know, at the end of the day, if you're winning, 
and you have you there's a zero percent chance of a team coming back like go out there and play like and just go go get your stats up man go get your stats that's how you sell yourself and like it doesn't matter if it's baseball football basketball don't keep going man take advantage that they're taking down these uh take advantage of the fact that like they're probably subbing out their starters and stuff and just keep on getting fucking points get points get points or insane. And if you want to take out your stars, put backups. Let your backups go 100% because this is the only chance they're going to have. Let these guys go yeah. hard. Thanks. I was going to say, I understand, like, maybe, you know, in smaller leagues with, you know, smaller kids, I understand how it can be disrespectful. It's like, man, why are you going to swing, whatever? But it's like, in a professional sport, it's like, man, listen, I'm here to, I'm here to play baseball. Like, if you want me to fucking be out, like, if the coach, if my own coach says, hey, don't swing at any pitches, just let him strike you out. It's like, well, just tell the umpire, just call three outs and just end the inning. Like, don't even, we'll just be on defense until this game is over. Because what's the point of me going up to bat if I'm not going to go bat and swing? You know what I mean? Honestly, a- I agree with you. Because <laughs> it is a professional, you know, sport. If they want to throw in their first baseman or whatever the case is to go pitch and they don't want to waste a pitcher, that's on you, bro. Yeah, yeah. They like, have pitches available. You. you have pitches available. Yeah, you can pull whatever have. you want. Yeah, so um, go in and throw your 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 backup shortstop, oh, because he pitched in high school to go pitch to get you out of the game. Nah, homeboy, yeah. I'm, I'm going, you know, 400 foot center on you. <laughs> like that's nah, it. take advantage of the situation. You beat their ass, yeah. they're going to get their ass beat. Like that's just how it. That's yeah. how it is. Like I'm not going to like hold mercy to you because at the end of the day, I can lose my job next year. Like I'm not holding yeah. back. Like and you shouldn't. You you really shouldn't. And like you know, and that's I'm the one. To, that, to, yeah. I, I, was, I was gonna say real quick, like like the one thing that does like like obviously it is sometimes a little annoying, like when you see it like specifically in like basketball when you see like you know players kind of coming divas and stuff like that. But to an extent, I mean, I am glad that they are getting a little bit more power because like at the end of the day, it's like you you're not guaranteed. This isn't like a, a office job. You're not guaranteed to like you got to take advantage of what you can. And I'll never scrutinize somebody for taking advantage of an opportunity that they have like that so it's like no if they're fucking if i'm up to bat and i see this fucker throwing lobs i'm knocking one out the park i'm knocking one like yeah. I, I don't give a fuck and my coach should give me the green light and that that's baseball has all these fucking unwritten rules and it's why they're dying their marketing is ass they 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 put down their exciting players because it's disrespectful or all this shit like I think now they're starting to loosen up with like you have like I said with these guys like but Tatis in the beginning dude he was fucking like if you did anything bat flips and shit like that like your ass would get beamed by the pitcher because fuck that pitcher you fucking suck you threw you threw a home run and I hit it don't get mad at me because I celebrated like I, that that's always pissed me off the most oh you're gonna be a little bitch and fucking beam the beam me wow what a what a what a, what a pussy. Like, how about you strike me out? Like, yeah. be a man and strike me out. Like, don't be yeah. a little, like, pussy and throw beam a ball at me. Like, that's just the most bitch thing I've ever seen in my life, like, in professional sports. That's my little Yeah, rant. I just want to bring that up. <laughs> yeah, I just want to bring that up because that was happening over this past weekend. Oh, that was I probably agree. the biggest thing. And it's just weird because, like I said, Tony Russo, he's the older guy. He was already in, he's already in the Baseball Hall of Fame, and he came yeah. back. And uh, that was just a big controversy because he has a very young team and a very good team. And they're like, the, the, the base oh, criticism the is like, he's not, nasty. Yeah. He's not a, a, a good match as a coach for, you know what I mean, for, for the young team, for the young guy. That generation. Yeah, man. Yeah. Like, it's, it's a different time. And I get it. Like, 
you know, you retired for a reason. Your time was up. You know what I mean? There's other ways to contribute if you still want to be involved in the game, as in management, this and that. But to be a coach, like, you're actively, you know, involved with the players on an everyday basis, you know. And the, it's a culture shock. It's different. You got to adapt, bro. You got to adapt. I mean, this is... I know you can still hold on to values. You know what I mean? Times kind of change, you know. Respect like, your past, but acknowledge that things change. Like, that's my thing. Like, and I and the only reason I think I, I get so mad because I mean I've seen it personally with like the Jaguars with Tom Coughlin, like that dude single handedly destroyed our franchise. We went from being a, one play like a quarter away from making it to the Super Bowl to like going one in fifteen, all because of this fucker who was so stuck in his old ways. He got Jalen. He got every every Jalen Ramsey ended up leaving. All these people left because they were tired of his like strict military style timeline. Like you need to be here at this time. If you're there's no such thing as on time. You're either late or early. There he was finding people. It got to the point where the NFL PA um, put a warning out to all free agents to beware of Jacksonville because. I guess eighty percent of all grievances filed to the NFLPA came from the Jaguars. Out of all thirty-two wow. teams, eighty percent came from them because of fucking Tom Coughlin. And it's like, That's and crazy. obviously Shad Khan, our owner, he was just like, "Get this fucking like, we do not need statements yeah. coming out saying players can't come here." That dude got fired literally like thirty minutes later. And it's like Tom Coughlin. It's like, yeah, he's a Hall of Fame coach. He won two Super Bowls with the Giants. I mean, he was our first coach in Jaguars history. And then he came back to be vice president of football operations. But it's like, you got to adapt. And that's what makes Belichick so great. That's what makes Pete Carroll and Bruce Arians, all these guys, you got to adapt. You can't just stick to the same shit. It's why companies go, and it's not just sports. I mean, companies go under and all kinds of other shit. We don't adapt. Well said, Julian. Well said. We'll definitely have a lot more to talk about on our next episode. This is a great By episode. By the way, the, the, White, yeah. the White Sox were my favorites. I don't know if you guys remember opening day. I said the White Sox, I, I'm rooting for them. Yeah, let me write that down so I don't forget and think you're a bandwagon. Huh? Let me get my pen. <laughs> I've been saying the White Sox might hey, make a run right in there. the AL. Doing the backup, backup team. Let me make sure you're not get this one correct. <laughs> Both Chicago teams. <laughs> uh, thank you all again I, uh, for listening to the podcast. Appreciate y'all coming out, checking us out. All the things, Real Fan Podcast. Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, MySpace, LinkedIn. Uh, Check us out on, I was going to say back page. Tumblr. Only fans. Don't forget about only Tumblr. Fans. Only fans. No. Patreon. Like, yeah. What? Twitter. Thank you all for coming out. Check yeah. us out. We'll see you with more uh, NBA, NHL, MLB. Appreciate y'all, man. Peace. Peace. Get it.